coming to get you, Barbara. Here's some money. Go see a Star Wars. I'm trying, Rebo. I'm trying real hard to be the shepherd. Welcome back to Long Walk Talks, the what? most inconsistent <laughs> show on the Long Walk Podcast <laughs> Network. My name is David Hensley. I'm the owner and creative director of Long Walk Productions, and I am joined today by my two co-hosts, Stan Wilson-Lee. I'm back. And Chris Wilson-Barnes. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping if I sit real still, I don't really have to do this. Of, of, mm. of your two nicknames, Chris, because uh, on This Is A Work, you're Chris the Fashion Plate Barnes, uh-huh. and on here, you're Chris Wilson-Barnes, which is the preferred nickname? Just out of curiosity. I mean, that's at least a running joke. I don't know why you guys just decided I should be the fashion plate. I don't, I don't like it. And I know voicing that just makes it stick even harder with everyone. Well, you know, Dogs is the one who dubbed you the fashion plate. Uh, now that, everyone went along with it. Well, yeah, he was, he was the host. Yeah. Uh, now that Robert is the host of This Is A Work, maybe Robert can come up with a different name for you. Or not nickname me at all. I, no, no, it's, a, it's oh, a thing. Everyone has to have a nickname. I see. Kara has a nickname. Well, after uh, four months, uh, we're back, and there were seven months before that episode. Uh, we're on our most inconsistent streak ever. After several years of delivering at least one episode a month, sometimes two, but usually one, for five years, we have managed to only do two episodes, now three, of Long Walk Talks this year. The ongoing theme since the last three years have been themed uh, was supposed to be controversial opinions. We were each going to have four and we were going to take turns discussion, discussing them. And clearly, if you've been paying attention to this network, that did not happen. Um, we well, started off with mine. There were there were mitigating circumstances. There's there were. stuff that were going on. So. It's been a busy year. I feel like year. mine counted for four. Yeah, it might as well have. That was a hearty debate that we had with yours. Um, so we started in January with my opinion that uh, The Last Jedi was the second best Star Wars film and Star Wars fans needed to stop crying about it. And then Chris came along with horror is a trash genre, which we uh, had a hearty uh, debate about. Well, update, uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey is getting a sequel next year. Of yes! course it is. Yes! I still won't watch. Well, you know what? I might get drunk one night and watch it, but. Double feature with Slaughterhouse. I probably don't have to be drunk. Yeah. And then, uh, so Stan, it is now finally your turn to deliver your controversial opinion. And remember when we started this year, you said, no, I don't have any controversial opinions. And I said, I think all you have are controversial (laughs) opinions. I don't though. So we've come back to disappoint when you needed us the most. Right. So this is probably going to be a short discussion (laughs) because this mine isn't controversial at all it's just the statement that sure the internet is absolutely the star trek universe is way cooler than the star wars universe all right so before we get too far into this how many iterations of i could be playing spider-man right now am i allowed uh i'm gonna say three okay hard three Mm. um okay well i as a person who has never really watched any Star Trek outside of the three Abrams films, I, I've never watched the TV shows in any form or um, the other Star or Star Trek films. Um, it's hard. I, I can't really debate you on it. I mean, I'm a hardcore Star Wars fan. So, Stan, in your opinion, and I, I remember I asked you, I told you, you're going to have to back up this opinion. <laughs> What? I have a backup, and I actually have two backups, but um, it's he has so many it, backups. It's gonna sound uh, self-serving in any way I give it. Oh, but this is gonna be let, fantastic. Let's start with the second backup. Okay. Two words: Nana Visitor. I don't know what the fuck that means. That's okay. What no, is, no, it's not okay. Please explain. <laughs> Nana is vis- Nana's visitor the person that would come and visit your Nana? Um, like whenever she was supposed to her be watching gentleman you. caller. Yeah, her gentleman <laughs> caller. No, Nana Visitor plays uh, Kira Norris on Star Trek Deep Space Nine and uh, could be the greatest show character of all time. I'm gonna, and there's really no way, I, like, I, like you said, I, you can't really argue with me, but I can't really argue the point of why, but she is. Okay. Um, 
But, I don't know why you didn't just say DS9. That's usually, I mean, I as someone who does not pay close attention, that's usually re- revered as like the best, like the pinnacle of Star Trek programming. And and it is DS9 in the sense of that, but uh, her specifically, uh, Nana Visitor specifically, is what has made Deep Space Nine really important to me because I had not watched Deep Space Nine until I started doing it. I, I've been running it the last month or so, maybe not even that. I'm, I'm, and I'm into season four, so they're starting their bat, their war with the Dominion. So, um, uh, but anyway, uh, the thing with Star Trek for me, the the only thing that I can really say why it's better is that it's distinctly optimistic in its sense of what humans, uh, specifically Earth humans are capable of in greatness, uh, the greatness they're capable of. And that uh, if we do what we're supposed to do, and this started back in Gene Roddenberry, the the original creator of the original series, and uh, but his point was that if we do what we're supposed to do as human beings, we can make the perfect, for lack of a better term, utopia and not just on the planet, on Earth itself, but we can carry that off into, into the galaxy and into inter, interstellar space as a whole. Um, and, uh, and he proved that by putting together the Federation and the Federation being the united groupings of planets and species, i.e. Vulcans, Klingons, uh, Romulans who joined Ray late, but, uh, but the idea that humans found a way to make first contact with alien species, and we were, we were, and we've we've been talking about this lately, David, uh, about uh, if there were aliens coming, and why they would not, why they would not, and why there hasn't been first contact yet. Okay, so let me expound upon that because um, this is something we've talked about at work. My theory of why there have been so many reported alien visitations, but no first contact with aliens. And my opinion is that every three to five years, an alien spacecraft comes to Earth just to scope out whether or not they would be welcome. And for the last, like, two decades, every time they show up, something is fucked. More specifically, they show up in, like you know, 2016, and they're like, all right, is this going to be the year that uh, we finally make contact with the humans? No, they just elected a uh, (laughs) nighttime television host uh, who is a bankrupt business owner as president of... And racist. And racist and misogynist. A real estate carny, yeah. A real estate carny as the highest position of authority in their nation. You know what? We'll come back in five years. So then they showed up in 2020 and then they were like, now there's a global pandemic and uh, that could have been... A significant portion of people are denying it? Yeah, and uh, this could have been controlled. You know what? We'll come back in a few years. People are actively refusing to take care of each other? Yeah. So that is my opinion. And I'm sure if you track this back far enough, like every three to five years, you can find another disaster of human history that has made the aliens go. Well, the, the whole uh, Roswell and I'm, I'm about to and I'm, I'm about to watch the uh, DS9 episode where Rom and Quark and Nog end up in 1940. I want to say 47 Roswell. Uh, and title of the show is Little Green Men. So it's like uh, they end up uh, time traveling and land on Earth. And at that time when they started, they started Area 51. Dave, those so, are called Ferengi. Ferengi. Because uh, uh, I know and, that means nothing. <laughs> a Ferengi. I, but I nodded, didn't I? Ferengi, did. a- actually, the race of beings uh, of aliens that represent uh, what happens when ultimate when when capitalism and greed has risen to to be the ultimate point and their race is totally based on profit and profit engineering and it's like and it shows that that is it shows that that is not what you want to strive for when you want to be uh 
So what you're telling me is that no one who is currently in the government has ever watched Deep Space Nine. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it out there that the only person that has ever watched any good television Not and they're wildly like, missing the point. was Barack Obama because he took West Wing, he took Star Trek uh, uh, ideology, he took all that stuff and actually applied it to the stuff. And, and it's like, if, if you're in government, you watch those shows once and you have, oh, that's what it is. Um, and yet we still don't have flying cars. And yet we don't have flying Thanks, cars. Thanks, Obama. But that, it's not his fault. If it was up to him, we would have. It's his fault a little bit. <laughs> we would have flying cars. I just wanted an excuse to say thanks, Obama. <laughs> just once on one of these podcasts. Oh, but uh, what I'm saying is that Gene Roddenberry saw the potential in hu humanity as being we could be the stepping stone to uh, interstellar communication uh, if we chose to be better. And But yet... Since 1963, we have yet to choose to be better. So, but uh, what Star Trek represents to me, and what Star Wars doesn't have quite yet, is that distinct. Because there's so much bleakness in Star Wars still, and uh, uh, th there is bleakness in the Star Trek stuff. But, but the idea that. Uh, poverty, racism, sexism, all that has been taken, taken out of the earth elements. And so the idea that because earth was able to do it, they are the seat of government for the Federation. So, and it, it literally shows what we could be if we could be better. And uh, um, Star Wars has yet to get to that point yet. And, and I think, but I, but I only believe that because Star Wars isn't necessarily an, uh, analogy to us as a community necessarily it's it, it's possibly taking place before this reality or and so on and so forth but um, yes a long time ago go, yes in a galaxy yes far far away so we may not we may not even exist yet so they may not have gotten to this point and because has there been an earth no planet style no. in star wars yet I don't no think so. no um and i think that's probably the point at which i would stop watching <laughs> um, if all if if like at some point uh, some future star wars character let cra crash lands their spacecraft on a planet and they get out and it turns out to be earth uh i think i'm gonna be done um but yeah that is a very interesting point um the kind of optimism versus pessimism because star wars is very much uh all our conflicts are very cyclical in nature. We're always going to be an Star empire. Star is very much shit sucks. So go on an adventure. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's very much like D&D &D or any hero's journey in that mm -hmm. way. But there's always going to be an oppressive empire and always going to be a group of plucky rebels. And yeah, and I like your interpretation that... Uh, that just has a lot to do with the inspiration of it, though. Well, yeah, very much so. The, the Japanese influence on it. And the old the serials like Flash yeah. Gordon. Um, I, I, I got to say, Stan, I am impressed. I thought you were just going to go, Star Trek is better than Star Wars. Hard stop. <laughs> That's my opinion. Um, but but I, I do agree with you to an extent. I still love Star Wars. Um, but, you know, I feel like we were remiss in that. We've already talked about him once. I know um, at least one other person who might agree with you, and that would be Robert Bradford. Yeah. We should have had Robert on this episode to help back you up in that regard. Uh, there's, there's, and I, I want to say definitely Bradford. I, I, so I won't bring up because um, I was going to say somebody, but I'm not sure if I'm thinking something else or not. So, but yeah, definitely Robert Bradford. Uh, he, he's, he's very much in touch with the, the potential ideology of the Star Trek universe. And, uh, but again, but unfortunately for this, for Star War, Star Trek, they've had more time on television. The idea that they've had more time to serialize their well, yeah, you know, almost sixty years. Well, where, I think it, yeah, sixty years of where, Star Trek. Where Star Wars has just started that only fifty years. But but the, I mean, being on television and being right. able to um, take 
a long, continuous serialized, serialized storytelling. storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. Someone so is forgetting the monumental effort that was the holiday special. <laughs> Somebody has made a monumental effort to forget the holiday special exists. His name is George Lucas, yes. Um, Chris, uh, what, what is your opinion on the debate? Do you have a preference between Star Trek and Star Wars? I lean towards Star Wars because, I mean, I mean I'm not hard into either. But I see what I see Stan's point, and I will grant it. Um, but I think Star Wars is ultimately a lot more interesting because, well, one for one thing, in a meta sense, um, fans were so fans love the Star Wars universe so much that they basically filled in eighty to ninety percent of the lore on their own. Yep. Like that, that universe is something that was cra- it wasn't just crafted by Lucas; it was also by the fans. Before uh, Disney bought Lucasfilm and threw it all out. Yes, yeah. of course. Oh, well, because, before, not before cherry-picking the stuff they did like. Well, yeah, you can thank Dave Filoni for that, yeah. for looking at the old Star Wars legends and going, yeah. no, it's, this is canon. It's like you saw it heading again. to the dumb. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but no, no, I, I, I enjoy the, I see the appeal of Star Trek. I don't personally get into it. Um, no. I lo- What I love about Star Wars is, uh, is again, like I said, it's like yeah, shit sucks. Go have an adventure. It, it really is. There, it really does seem feel like it has more of a freewheeling spirit. Um, now, Stan, does Star Trek have Ewoks? N- not necessarily Ewoks, but they have very similar types of creatures and stuff like that. Uh, a, a, a very similar uh, array, like Star Wars does. Star Wars has a great. I don't, I don't even know what kind of gallery you would call it, but an alien gallery. Of, a bestiary. A, a bestiary. Um, That's not what I said. Bestiary. <laughs> Is that better? Uh, of, and Star Trek has kind of a similar, but, but again, a lot of the stuff is tailored towards television. And, and until tar- recently... Star Trek has tar monsters that kill uh, Starfleet officers. Exactly. It does, <laughs> and energy creatures that kill... They have so many energy creatures. And, and and in Star Trek, you have the whole. You know, you could be a you could be a gold shirt, or you could be a red shirt, you or you could be. A, you don't want to be a red shirt. So it's like uh, where Star Wars only has brown Star- shirts. Oh, hold up! And white shirts. <laughs> well, they've got stormtroopers. Stormtroopers. Most of their yes. uh, spacecraft pilots who are entirely yes. disposable. <laughs> um, to your point about you know sixty years worth of serialized television, I think that what that's what makes me so hesitant to try to get into Star Trek because it's, it's very, an effort. It is, and it's like it's a lot like Doctor Who in that regard. In that uh, people for the last decade have been trying to get me into Doctor Who, and I'm like. Okay, but there is 60 years worth of Doctor Who, and that's okay. I, BBC got rid of a good bit of it. Uh, and and if you start with the 2005, the reboot of it, with, you know, David Tennant starting out actually it'd be Christopher Eccleston was the newest of the news. They're only like 12, on the test. They're like only 12 episodes in each, so it's it's basically just like an HBO series. So it's it's a lot it's a lot less painful to get into Doctor Who stuff now. But but if you start in the 1963 version of Doctor Who, yeah, you're going for like a half hour at a time for like 60 episodes. <laughs> and I'm good. Um, yeah, well, I think that, I'll stick with my... Uh, you're probably just thinking of the live action shows. There was after the original absolutely. series got canceled, they brought it back as an animated series yep. and had everyone voice, voice that and they had more adventures. Of course they did. Yes, they did. <laughs> We should get a Doctor Who fan on here one day and debate with them about I'm, why Doctor Who sucks. I'm sick See, I, I, I am a huge well, fan good news. of Doctor Who. Um, that episode starts now. <laughs> that episode can start now. It can, be, it can be wrapped because a lot of the Doctor Who stuff is uh, ideology and that is, is part of the Star Trek ideology. They, they share a lot of... Um, now, does he ever meet Doctor Where? <laughs> or Doctor Why? Uh-huh. Or Doctor How? Yes. <laughs> Doctor just things off. things you can say to trigger a Doctor Who fan. I, I just my thought on that is this is kind of the same thing as like that's not for me and it's it looks neat and I'm sure I hope the people who love it enjoy it but there's just a significant chunk of the fandom who is insufferable. 
Yeah. Well, to be fair, that's all fandoms. That's it uh, that's wrestling fandom it is, too. But, I mean, but oh yeah, but noticeably, I mean, whatever. we've never seen wrestling fans block the entrance of a convention, yes. getting their costume through the door. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we that well, that is loudly a, drawing attention to themselves. That is a real thing because Chris and I were at a comic convention once where we watched the line get backed up like out into the street. Because somebody was trying to get their Dalek costume through the door and their other Doctor Who fans were trying to help them. And it just created this enormous traffic jam. Um, anyway, Star Trek, Star Wars. I, I, will, I will be on your guys' side in the sense that I'm not a huge fan of the fandom that surround. Because I'm, 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 I'm on the fence of Star Trek because of what it represents politically and socially and stuff like that. And, and in the case of most fandom, I don't think they're seeing it on that level. They're just think, seeing it as how they want their show to be uh, in the same sense with uh, every, because I, I, I could not be in the same room with a ton of Doctor Who fans either. I couldn't be in the room. I couldn't be, and I love the reboot of BSG, but I could not be in a room full of their fans at all and and i'm sure i couldn't be in a room full of star trek no that's a lie i would love to go to a star trek convention i've never been to a star trek convention but i would love to see uh, i can't see that i was gonna say i was i would love to see leonard nimoy walking around convention but can't do that anymore. well not without breaking some laws uh, <laughs> yeah it would be uncomfortable at best but can we all agree that at least we live in a good time to be a fan of something with star in the title? Very yes. Much so. Yes. And, and and the thing is, William Shatner's still alive. We almost got to meet William Shatner, so it's like uh, the Shat Man. The Shat Man. And uh, uh, and God bless Nichelle Nichols and all that. So it's yes. Like, it's just there. There's some. There's just a bunch of actors that played particular characters in the Star Trek. Uh, Au revoir that it are, are, are literally legends. Oh, au revoir. Oh, and we also have to acknowledge uh, Sir Patrick Stewart, who uh, yes. went from playing one of the most iconic roles on television to voicing Avery Bullock on American Dad, where yeah. they regular, regularly write lines just to get Sir Patrick Stewart to say the most ridiculous things possible. Mm -hmm. And he came back to do the uh, new versions of Picard. And that's another reason why I like Star Trek stuff is that their reboots... I think are better than some of the Star Wars reboots, um, uh, like Strange New Worlds is going back to Christopher Pike and early Spock, and then we have Picard, which was a nice uh, send off and um, continuation and closure of Next Generation, and then there was Star Trek Discovery, um, which kind of set off the new stuff and. Uh, putting it into a new generation and, and being very successful about it. Um, I, I think, but again, I'm, I'm in the sense of being able to be on, you know, broadcast television. I think they had the advantage of that in the beginning, as opposed to Star Wars, having to figure out the way to take what were great stories for two and a half hours on, on a big screen to getting them down to serialized format and, uh, maybe having moments in, in the middle of the shows to where they have to experience the lag time, you know, and, and the uh, slowdowns and then come back at the end of the series to finish off strong, you know, so. Well, thank you for that controversial opinion and debate, Stan. I appreciate that. Um, I feel like, well, let's just go ahead and do it now. We'll each come up with three more and we'll just fill the rest of the episode with what, what would have been our opinions for this year. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that to our audience or to the three of, or to the two of you. Um, instead, you do it. No, although I, I think I do have my three others written in my notes somewhere. But I, it is. I don't want to because I don't have any. I don't have anything. No, nope, you. Not, it's not that I don't. But I know. I'm sure I have some that will just stumble its way out. Like I'm sure in later discussions, I'm going to accidentally release a hot take that's just going to turn the table against me i just, could say just sit like like one day you're coming over that table <laughs> battlestar galactica reboot is better than the doctor who stuff that probably cause a lot of damage i have no frame of reference <laughs> in order to do a confirm or deny that uh here we go 
Um, I'm just going to lob these grenades out there. We're not going to debate them at all. We're going to move on to our next topic. But my other opinions were going to be some franchises just need to die. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no such thing as an original idea. That's correct. And then finally, Sam Raimi is not a good director. <laughs> that was going to be the hot one that uh, I was probably going to get shit for. But he now, is a director. You got to give him that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, there's a man who's ridden the coattails of one good film for the last 30 years. Anyway. Darkman's awesome, man. Okay, maybe Darkman. Okay, so maybe he's ridden the coattails of two good films. He also did Evil Dead 2. That's the other good film I'm talking <laughs> what about. What about the original Evil Dead? The original Evil Dead is a cult classic, but it is if you, will, if you view the movie objectively. Army of Darkness. I'll, we're not gonna, <laughs> I'll have that debate with you off the air. Army of Darkness is fun. I don't know about good. Right. Um, well, at, we love a lot of directors that are fun that may not be made, but we'd like their movies because they're fun. So. Yeah, but those directors go on to do more fun things. <laughs> Sam Raimi has not done a fun thing in 20-plus nope. years. Nope. Anyway, so speaking of that, um, it's October. <laughs> it's my Drag me to hell. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you and fuck drag me to hell. Fuck Sam Raimi for making that piece of shit hot garbage movie. Multiverse of madness. No, I don't even care about that. I had so many fucking people. We're on this now. This is happening. I had so many people tell me. Oh my God, David, you love horror movies. You need to watch Drag Me to Hell. I was not one of them. Drag Me to Hell is the perfect horror movie. You're going to watch it and you're going to love it. And then I watched it and I was mad at all of my fucking friends. Legitimately mad. Like, what, what is wrong with all of you? How did you watch this and think this was a good film? Drag Me to Hell is straight garbage from beginning it's to okay. end. It is on the short list of films that I that are just zeros out of ten for me. There are some movies where even if I don't enjoy them, I can at least find some sort of value in them, or I can at least see why other people enjoy them, and I will never, in most regards, yuck somebody else's yum. But if you like Drag Me to Hell, if you were part of the crowd responsible for its success, you need to get kicked in the head by a horse. Anyway, I'm waiting for my horse. Oh, I remembered my other controversial opinion, which was um, <laughs> that the timing couldn't be better. Uh, it was that uh, I, uh, it was it has everything to do with uh, directors only matter to me if a movie is good. Then I'll generally trust them, but I don't. I, but I decide that on a movie by movie basis, I don't care about a director's style in general. And my my big linchpin was going to be. Uh, name an animated movie that you really like. No, just you throw one out if you want to. Wally. All right. Who directed it? Wasn't it the same guy who did Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol? I have no it's idea. It's Brad Bird, right? Yeah. Don't know. I'm pretty sure it's <laughs> Brad Bird. Tell you. Beauty and the Beast. Who directed that? Uh, it depends point. on which version we're watching. The animated one from the early '90s. Oh, not the porno. Okay. God damn it. <laughs> who directed Aladdin? Who directed The Lion King? Like, I don't know. I don't, it doesn't matter to me. Walt Disney? No, he's dead. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, it's like, not that directors don't matter, but just that those movies are fantastic, and I'm glad they were directed the way they were, but again, it doesn't matter to me overall. That's fair. The director did their job because I don't know who they are, but that movie's amazing. Well, yeah, it's, it's common among directors to say if a show is good, it's because of the cast and the crew or, you know, or a movie. If a movie is good, it's because of the cast and the crew. If a show or a movie is bad, it's because of the director. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so again, like I said, it's October. It's my favorite month of the year. It's my wife's favorite month of the year. We love Halloween. Normally on this, this show. This is new information to me. Shut up. For the <laughs> last five years, we've had some kind of Halloween themed episode. And because we've all been so busy this year and we haven't gotten to do as many episodes as I would have liked to do, um, and since Stan's opinion only took 28 minutes, um, 29. 29, close <laughs> enough. By the time, you know what, by the time I add in the theme music, and we really sure. padded out that opinion. 
We really did. And then I had to go and rant about fucking drag me to hell. So we're going to love it. We're going to wrap yourself. I know. I know. (laughs) We're going to wrap this year's Halloween episode into this episode. Um, And we are going to be discussing how long we think we would last or if we would last at all against a selection of famous horror movie villains. This is going to be a, on a scale for me of like dead to really dead, but go ahead. I mean, yeah, there's a point on this list where I'm just going to be like dead. I wouldn't make <laughs> it. Um, well, we're going to start with Ghostface from the Scream franchise. Regular human being. There have been 10 Ghostfaces now. Um, no superpowers, nothing mystical about them. Just people in a mask with a knife. Um, Chris, how long do you think you would last... Uh, going up against Ghostface. Where am I? Oh, that's a good question. Because um, if I'm in my apartment, you've been in my apartment, uh, I've got the only exit covered. I feel like I'm pretty good. Uh, most, most of the Ghostface kills, at least the ones that start the movie, take place in somebody's home. Right. But if um, it's in mine, I feel, like I, have home, I feel like I have an actual advantage. Right. Because I've got an apartment that only has one entrance slash exit, uh, and if they aren't already inside, then... And you're on the second floor. Yes, I am. Yeah, it, yeah. It, there's a whole lot of factors there where it's like, I feel like I've got a chance. I feel like location has a lot to do, because the ghost face killers do their research of mm-hmm. where they're going in, and they, they, they've stalked around the house. They've figured out entrances and exits. They clearly have... I mean, okay, not all the time, but they usually, like... Aside from like one or two, they usually have a way of like already having been in and out of the house and knowing. they're usually friends. Yeah. Yeah. And they have found a way to have access to the entrances and exits. So are you you're gonna make it a while? Do you think you're ultimately getting away, or they I will think, get you? I think eventually they're gonna get me. Because uh, like I, I might get some good hits in um, because, but it's just, if it's an endurance thing, I feel like they're gonna wear me down. If it's in like a more open location. Well, do you know the answers to the horror question, horror movie questions? Oh, we both know that I do not. <laughs> and then you might. Oh yeah, I mean you're gonna fail on the uh, what's your favorite scary movie question. <laughs> no, I'll say Clue, and they'll be like Clue. <laughs> um, Stan, how long are you lasting against Ghostface, and are you going all the way? Are you surviving? Um, is it a team of Ghostfaces? Yeah, I did time? not expect the two of you to ask follow-up <laughs> questions. Uh, no, it is one singular ghost face. Okay, so it's not it's not the partners. I mean, I'm not going. Well, to the other ghost face is, is you know uh, doing somebody else. Or they're killing somebody else, or they're like providing an alibi. Providing or, an alibi. Yeah. Um, have I passed the uh, scary movie test? Probably knowing you, yeah. They're, if they threw a bunch of horror movie trivia at you, actually, I'll go one better. Ghostface at some point cuts you off because you have not stopped answering a question. <laughs> yeah, you get into semantics with Ghostface. <laughs> you've gone off onto two different uh, movies, like you've side. So I guess I survived then. Stop <laughs> talking about sleepaway camp. Is a, is a phrase you're gonna hear. Yeah, it's either you. He gives up and like just leaves you alone out of annoyance. Or he cuts the game and the whole stalking and scaring thing short and just walks up and stabs you to make you stop. Um, (laughs) Am I... (laughs) Do I know know enough of lore to be able to predict... Are you asking if you've watched the other Scream films? Yes. Do you know the rules? Do I know the rules? Um, No. You, you don't know. You are, uh, you are just a person who is being stalked by a ghost face. Then, you, you, in, that, in that case, I, uh, I might be able to do enough, you know, kick him in the face a couple times. But if, if, I, don't, if I don't know the game if, and if the world doesn't exist in my world already and, I already and I've already answered the phone and said, I know who this is, you know, goodbye. You know, it's like, um, then, yeah, I'm probably going to die pretty quickly but they'll probably have a lot of fun doing the, their torture stuff on me so for me personally if i go up against ghostface i think i'm going all the way with this one um unless they ambush me and like you know slip my throat from behind if i if i well, get a chance to tussle with ghostface i think i'm coming out on top i think so too mostly because if you're at your house you've got your gun you got your gun <laughs> oh yeah 
oh my god, if they, if they make the mistake of attacking me in my home, I own two guns, multiple swords. And a dog that knows when anything moves anywhere near your house. Yes. But because <laughs> your ghost face is going to be like either me or Chris, we no. already know that. No, so, absolutely um, not. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> but, but the thing is... The, Are that's you the thing. and Chris going to... <laughs> but that's the thing. I am not. <laughs> that's the thing, though, is, is ghost face killers know the people they're killing. Yeah, that's true. It's always somebody that's directly it's, it's, involved. It's in the friend's circle or they have... In the friend zone. They, or they are partners that have been brought into the friend zone, you know, i.e. Uh, the uh, Scream 5, where yeah. he brings in Richie into the group. And or apparently it's a family tradition. Oh, did I just, yeah, did I just give away a Yeah, you, you just kind of gave away spoilers. But, you know, the movie's matter. been out for it over a year. It doesn't matter. Um, all right, matters. so we're going to go on to our next one. Again, a human killer. We haven't gotten into the mystical yet or the supernatural. Um, you have been abducted and placed into a death trap by Jigsaw. We're going to start with Stan this time. Um, how Would you make it all the way through the game and survive, and why are you there? And I ask that because uh, throughout the Saw franchise, all ten of them, <coughs> sorry, sorry, there have been victims that had a good, like a legitimate reason to be there, like murderers and rapists. But then there are a few victims in the movies that are there for entirely like pedantic, petty reasons. Um, so why has Jigsaw placed you in the trap? And are you? But if they're make it out? if they're there for pedantic reasons, it's not it's not um what's his face that got them right. Uh, it's not um. It's the it's Jigsaw. It's not Amanda or Hoffman. No, no, no. It, but it, it's it, but if it's not um reason uh uh good reasons it's not jigsaw right well jigsaw put uh he he abducted an insurance team who were doing their job which you know it was a shitty job but probably didn't deserve to die for it it was the saw six is kind of petty yeah targeting, <laughs> targeting them instead of like i don't know upper management is like a shitty move right and, uh, like, literally one guy was abducted and put through a test because he um, took too many days off work. Like, he lied too much about being sick. So, so there are a lot of petty reasons well, people ended up in If traps. he lied for being sick, they Stan, was... just go along with it. Just <laughs> go along with the prompt but and see stop. That, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, um, why, 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 why would I be there? I don't know. You tell me. What did I, you do to get put in a jigsaw trap? I'm about to fucking skip you. <laughs> Uh, you I, were put into okay. You've been abducted and put into a jigsaw trap because you asked too many too fucking porn? questions. <laughs> you asked too many questions about porn, and John Kramer uh, got sick of it. <laughs> you have to answer. Okay, your jigsaw you took too trap. long in front of him at some place. <laughs> yes. So you are in a trap that is going to rip off your jaw, your lower jaw, and your tongue if you can't provide a straight answer to a question. Are you surviving? Yes. I do. Well, <laughs> fine. Your rules lawyered me right there at the end. Well played. Chris, why are you in Jigsaw's trap and are you making it out? Um, I presume it would be because I refused a return at the store. Oh. Uh, it, was, it was past the... That, yeah. yeah. And I was, like, I was like, I can't. I can't do it. It's policy. And then I woke up in a trap. And are you making it? It's a coin flip, I think, because it's like if it's me by myself and depending on the rules, I feel like I have a chance. But if you're forced into a group project? Oh, God. I, I feel like that's where everything falls apart because I'm definitely one of those people like, we, gotta need, we need to work together. And then there's someone screaming about, I got to get out of here. Yeah. All right. As for me, um, probably I am in Jigsaw's trap because I'm a smoker. And so he's going to force me to like run on a treadmill or hold my your breath. Own life. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he's going to force me into some kind of ridiculous um, <laughs> endurance test. And I'm probably going to fail. Um, if he, if it's something else or like I'm in a break a limb to survive kind of situation, I, you know, I've watched enough of these movies. I know enough about how this works. If I just have to like break a hand or an arm and I get to live, then I might do it. Maybe, yeah. 
but or it might just be like the millennial saw victim thing if you've ever seen the videos of millennial saw victims where they're like you know what fuck it just do it Look, i mean i don't when give I, a shit when I hear kill the me. explanation of why i'm in the trap that may determine if i gather enough spite within me to be like fuck you i'm here for that reason i will survive all right so now we're gonna we're gonna keep it human we're gonna go with Michael Myers. Dead. And this is the original uh, stalking babysitters, Michael Myers. This is not uh, supernatural. He gets stronger the more he kills Michael Myers in the later films. Just straight up Michael Myers. Uh, Chris, you're, you're dead. Dead. I'm dead. I just, again, because it's like the idea of like he, he's stalking me. Like there's no, there's no, there's no place I know of near, depending if it's just my place, there's no place I know of that I'm near enough that I can get to be in a safe spot. And plus, you just trip and fall down constantly. I do not. Like, Thank you. I, but, um, every goddamn day, it's picking you up off the ground. This is he hurtful. would catch up to you. This is hurtful, and I don't know where it's coming from. But no, I mean, just the idea. I, like, I, I would honestly just keep... Honestly, I would just get what I could and just get walking. Like, get moving. Because I, I don't have a car. That's the other problem here. Like if I, I was like, I don't have like a chance of getting into something that could put distance between me and him quickly. You're gonna trip tonight, and you're gonna think about that. I'm gonna think about. Stan, how, I'm gonna call you, and I'm gonna be angry. Stan, you're facing off against Michael Myers in Halloween one or two. Are you surviving? Why am I in Haddonfield? Oh my god! <laughs> For <laughs> fuck's Christ. sake! No, um, you cannot defeat it with questions. It's, it's Michael Myers. It's like, of course, you're. If he wants you dead, you're dead. I mean, because yeah. I mean, I'll, just to follow up, he got at the end of the movie, he gets shot and out of a window, right? Shot and sent out of a window, and there's like a few minutes where they look away and he's gone. Right. The only person that he's not relentless with is. I mean, he's relentless, but uh, he keeps going. But but the only person that he can't really commit to destroying is Laurie. So oh no, he is absolutely out to destroy Laurie. He's That's out the plot to, but, of the first but, two films. But there's the idea that when he gets to that point of being able, you know, everybody else, he just like kill. There's always something that, it even if it's a slight hesitation, it's just enough to make him stop for a moment. It's like wait, this person is almost a match for me. And enough for enough time to give her a final girl moment. So it's like, but so you're not Laurie Strode, so you're dying. I'm not, I'm not Laurie Strode, so I, I think I don't really have a chance. If he's determined to get to Laurie through me, I, I'm, I'm pretty much, you know, he'll do that literally. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, maybe I'm just getting cocky, but I think this is probably the last one where I can say, you know what? I think I got this again. Conceivably, I feel like you've got the best chance to get away. Yeah. Um, smoker's I, lungs are not I, as, I could keep ahead of him Because all he ever did was fucking walk everywhere You never see Michael Myers run And on top of that I know you, you're also a, a smart you're, you're also the kind of person who's not like I'm going to engage him Right And also I know how to set traps um, Stan you look like you have more to say Well I'm just saying it's <laughs> So like anyway we're going <laughs> to go on um, and We're going to start getting into the supernatural With this one Our next one Jason Voorhees. We're talking um, like classic, the one that everyone remembers, straight up zombie uh, Jason Voorhees. Chris, you making it? If I can fucking get out of Crystal Lake, yeah. If I, I mean, if I can just get out of the area. If, if you know what? Yeah, I feel like this might actually be the easiest one. All you have yeah. to do is escape a general area. Because he... he stalks a general area the, like it's it's far and few between the times where he gets pulled out of his normal environment except for that time he took manhattan and yes. went to space yes oh right yeah i forgot about space <laughs> he did. He, uh, everyone would well, like actually to he was taken 400 years before and then ended up in space so uh, well and then in a freddy versus jason he ends uh, up in, in hell. Uh, yeah well no he ends up in um springfield yeah. spring lake whatever whatever it's. yeah that's yeah that's like one of the again one of the few times because he ends up in a, like a kid, like a teen's uh, yeah. cornfield party, and just yes. starts killing people. And screwing. but it's just like again, you get out of that area. He doesn't care. He just wants to kill the people immediately near him. I should have put this one higher on the list. Now that I'm thinking about it, Stan, what do you think? But the thing is, is like, I agree with both of you. If you get out of uh, Crystal Lake, but the thing is, at the beginning of three, 
he's actually leaving and going to this convenience store and kills the couple that owns the convenience store to yeah. feed oh, his right. I mean, if he's locked on so, you, he, he, I mean, he will come after you and he can teleport. Yeah, and, um, and he's supposed to be going after Ginny, who he wasn't able to fully kill at the end of two, um, but because she, uh, what's her face, didn't come back for the, but uh, so he was on his way to the hospital to kill Ginny. So he's like, he's, he's able to leave. All right. Well, while you've but, been debating this with but, him, he has stabbed you <laughs> several times. The thing but about the thing it is, is, I think if I know, like, if, if I'm aware of what Jason is, I will also keep my head on a swivel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And the, and the thing is, again, it. Uh, do we know about Chris, uh, Camp Crystal Lake, and do we know the lore? So it's like, why would I be? Why would I continue being in a group of teens that keep going to this stupid fucking camp? Then you know you're not coming back from if you go to it. Because this one girl that you really like is a <laughs> is a counselor there this summer, and, and she's hinting that if you know if things go well, you're gonna do it. You're gonna, you're gonna do, but do the an over is, the pants hands dance. But the thing is, I've already dealt with that kind of stuff, so I don't. I choose not to go. All right, so you're dying. So you're saying you're better than <laughs> Kevin Bacon. Yes. Um, I'm going to give myself a 50-50 on this one if I can get out of Crystal Lake, like That's, you said. Uh, yeah. uh, but if like I'm one of those counselors, which I've never, I've never even actually been to a camp, much less would want to be a counselor. But I'd probably be one of the adjacent idiots um, who just gets killed because by virtue of the fact that I'm nearby. Yeah. All right, we're gonna. I feel. I feel like you, you specifically would be trying to get people to think straight, but that you would end up dying because someone does something incredibly stupid. Probably. Like go into the barn. Yeah, or go <laughs> off by themselves. Yeah. All right, we're gonna keep it supernatural, Chucky, from Child's Play. Chris. That's tricky because I feel like I could have a chance to somehow restrain him. Or, you know, if, if there's a way to get his limbs off, do that. But the problem is he is a he is a super he's like a, a he's like a living voodoo doll. Basically. That doesn't have human needs. So no. he, I would tire out. He he wouldn't. And he seems to have like full man strength. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's a demon. Um so you're dying? It's, I feel like that's a coin toss. That's a legit yep. coin toss, whether I could get some kind of advantage to get him te- like some way restrained and like out of my, like separate body parts, do anything I can to limit his ability to move. Stan, are you surviving or are you dying to Chucky? Again, it depends on if I'm a friend with Andy or a friend of whoever has Chucky doll you know, or, you know, a parent or whatever. But because if I'm not around for the need for a Chucky doll, then I, I'm, I don't have to worry about being in that situation in the first place, right? But if I am, uh, first of all, I have to be that, that person that believes the kid when he comes up to me and says, I think my Chucky is alive. Other than being that person that says, you need to go to a doctor. You need to have a shrink, um, which is, the basis of the first two movies. So, um, but so, Chucky, the the doll, is actively trying to, to murder you, you specifically. He's Stan, picked me. He's picked me. The person um, who does podcasts. <laughs> but the thing is, oh my god! I have to say, Chucky is one of my favorites of all time. So it's like maybe I could convince Chucky that you he's cannot. one of you my favorites. You cannot favorite. <laughs> convince Chucky. It's like. Possess me, Stan. Um, he is going to lie he, to you. He, he, Chucky, of course, would kill me. Of course, he would. See, I got this. I got this one in the bag. <laughs> no. He's a fucking doll. See, I'm gonna he's lure, an ugly doll. I'm going to lure a him. Fucking in, ugly doll. I'm going to lure him into a cardboard box. I'm going to cover that cardboard box in concrete. I'm going to take it out on the ocean, and I'm going to bury him at the bottom of the ocean. And that is. There will be no more Chucky. See, these are thoughts that can only happen when you're on the outside Possibly. of the situation. Because if you're in that situation, all those thoughts are going to zoom out of your head. You're not going to think them. You're going to just so, say, oh, shit, a doll is say, trying to kill me. I'm going to say this just because it's like, so it, it, he can potentially get the advantage on you. Have you ever tried to uh, finagle a toddler into doing anything? That's the kind of thing you're fighting. Like, you are stronger. They are slippery. 
And okay, he's an adult you know, killer man. Okay, but so. you know what Chucky and toddlers have in common? Mm. They're both <laughs> infinitely puntable. They are, yes. That's why, that's why I said coin flip, because I, I don't know. If I could get some sort of, like, quick advantage, I could you, you have I to could pounce advantage. on it. Yes. Shelby, if you're listening to this, I apologize. I would never punt your child. You've got uh, time. She's not a toddler yet. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, all right. We're moving on to a bigger scale. We're going on a cosmic... Uh, hell scale here pinhead chris living or dying i hope he kills me <laughs> did we the alternative is far worse we skipped one didn't we what did we what oh right i rearranged no. some things okay yeah i moved chucky farther down the list um stan pinhead you have you found the puzzle box and i've you done solved it. it um Five. i guess i'm an off person so yeah he's gonna He's going to love taking me to hell and playing the games. But, but then on the other hand, I may not be totally against playing the games. So, so this, this one might work out for you. It might work out. I might end up being one of Pinhead's. A Cenobite. Um, a Cenobite, yeah. I might end up being a Cenobite or I might be one of his uh, Earth. Um, Angels. Thralls. Yeah. Thralls. Thralls is what I was looking for. So. Oh, like luring other people yeah. to solve. Yeah. I can see that. I can 100% see you doing that. Um, me, like, like Chris said, best case scenario, he just straight up murders me. Um, I am, I'm not going to fight back. Uh, there's no situation in which I win this. All right. I could see Pinhead going, well, if you're into it, it's not as fun for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, again, saying. he gets bored with you <laughs> and is just like, oh, Christ, you know what? Fuck this. All right. So now we're, for the last one, we're going from cosmic hellscape to, like, apocalyptic zombies. Chris, are you surviving in a zombie apocalypse? On my own, I don't see a high chance. With a group, it gets bigger, but it really depends on our on the support system that we form. Like I don't know, I don't know, but prospects are dim. <laughs> prospects are dim. Fair, uh, Stan. Zombie apocalypse. Are you surviving? You and Heidi, your little five pound. Had dog. we not talked about this one particular. Uh, Thing about zombies earlier in the week, um, I would have said my chances were higher than they are. But but then I realized zombies aren't necessarily just slow, and you can just run away from them. The fact that they they can be slow because the second you realize you have zombies coming after you, you get petrified with fear. So that's why people that are being attacked by zombies. And this, I, I've came, come to this realization quite late. And it's like, because I've always wondered why the slow zombies can get their victims when they can just run, right? But the thing is, if you see a zombie, like I was saying about the situation of, you know, being able to get your stuff, it's all going to go out of your head because you're totally petrified in fear. So that's why they're able to get you. And so knowing that, I'm, I'm, I'm in Chris's area now where it's if, if we're in a group and we're um, always always have a buddy or two buddies and, and, and somebody's got their eyes on your back and stuff and it's like, you know, it's like maybe we can go a little while, but I think if it's a true apocalypse and they've, they've done what they needed to do, um, they've pretty much got the world by the balls. So it's like, yeah, uh, we'll eventually die. But the thing is, alone... Heidi would probably survive longer than I would. By eating you. By here's, eating here's the thing. I don't want to die, but at the same time, uh, I have a better chance of surviving if I'm, doing it for, uh, if I'm doing it to help others around me than I am on my own. Fair. Um, I see this one going either way. Uh, like me versus a zombie. I, I got this one. Yeah, sure. <laughs> me versus several zombies. 50-50, mm, uh, me versus a horde of zombies, uh, I'm, I'm going down. Uh, save a bullet. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, if we have a community, a small community of yeah. survivors that we form and make like our own compound yeah. of 15 to 20 people, mm -hmm. I'm going to make it out. I feel it, yeah. If zombie movies have taught me anything, it's that once you start getting bigger and you try to form a new society and a new group, you're going to die. Yeah. Like that's just, and it's not going to be to the zombies. You don't, you that's don't. That's because everybody has ideas about how the world should work. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that one, the zombie apocalypse, I think is a crapshoot in my opinion for me personally. Um, and and, and the, if, it, if it's at apocalypse moment, it's pretty much done. 
So as long as it's just zombie invasion and you're surviving, you have yet to reach apocalypse mode. So it's like, because if you, if, if somehow there are survivors and those survivors continue and then the zombies just like die themselves out or just, you know, peter out in some way, you can start the society over again. But if the apocalypse actually happens and the zombies have overrun, you it, it, it's you might as well just you're just hanging out punch your own ticket yeah yeah mm-hmm. all right before we wrap up bonus category zombievers yes chris how long you lasting against zombievers from the cinematic classic <laughs> zombievers well if we're being pursued i'm tripping you go for it <laughs> zombievers much like dolls and toddlers are puntable <sighs> But they're so cute. And I'm, I'm, uh, no, I'll be that. fine because I'm not appearing in this film. <laughs> Stan, you versus Zombievers. Zombievers is one of the greatest movies ever made. It might be in the top five. Jesus so it's Christ. Like, just to let you know, it's like <sighs> Dave and I will agree that These this is a ton better than Drag Me to Hell. Zombievers is a great movie. So. And it's a lot better than Slother House, it's, too. <laughs> which I haven't don't seen yet. Don't believe the so hype. Don't believe the hype. But uh, Zombievers, um, there's a point where it's... It's like if beavers and otters, if they become zombies, I'm probably just going to let myself be eaten by them. Well, You're no, just going to wade into the water and let I, them take I won't you. want well, the them pro- just to bite me well, so I come back as a zombie. You're leaving out something but. important. They're not just zombievers. You also then get bit and they could mutate. That, that's yes, like, and their victims turn into other zombievers. That's what I'm saying. Human, it's like they have to kill me. Human beaver hybrids. It's, <laughs> it's awesome to behold. Hugh beaver. <laughs> yes. Huver. Um, I think I'm, Beeman. again, I might be getting too cocky or think too highly of myself. I think I'm going all the way with this, with this one. Well, yeah, Those zombievers don't stand a chance. See, I'd be laughing so hard. You're going to die if it's really, really funny to make it happen. So. I'd be I laughing bet, yeah. so hard that I, I, I would not be able to move. So it's like, they got me. So whatever. You just see me near a dam with a wiffle ball bat <laughs> just whacking the shit out of them. And I'm cracking up. A zombie falls from the sky and hits Stan and bites his <laughs> neck, and that's it. Then it's Zom Stan Beaver. All right. Well, that wraps up uh, our controversial opinions for this year and also our October Halloween <laughs> discussion. Um, now that our lives are a little bit less chaotic, uh, I am neither directing nor in a show for the rest of the year. Um, and I think we should be, uh, be good to go to get two more out for a total of five episodes in the year 2023. Um, next month in November, we are going to finish the year out with a, a discussion about video games and uh, what oh, we've been playing finally. recently <laughs> and recommendations. Uh, and then in December, we're going to finish out the year uh, with... A retrospective about COVID and post-COVID media. Um, how have things changed over the last three years? Because it's weird to think that it's been three and a half years since the pandemic started. And uh, I really want to talk about how what's changed. Um, really know how to pick the upbeat holiday topics. Well, yeah, you know, I'm sending us out on a, uh, a deeper discussion <laughs> than we normally have. But uh, well, at least we don't have to do a... Some stupid reindeer show. Oh, oh. Now, now, Dave. I didn't say that there wasn't going to be a Christmas special. I'll be do, in Vegas. Do you need options? Because I have options. I know you do. <laughs> Although, to be perfectly honest with you, the last one that we watched yeah. broke me. Mm. There's it a won't reason. Be, it won't be like that. Did, we didn't do one last year, did we? I thought, wasn't Nestor last year? Or was that the year before? I think Nestor the Long-Eared Christmas Donkey was two years ago. Oh, okay. Because I, I, was, I wasn't here for Nestor. Was I here for Nestor? You were here for Nestor. (laughs) I wasn't here for... No, you didn't do the podcast, though, did he? I don't remember. Whatever it was, I blocked it out. I think Nestor is the one that broke me. Um, (laughs) We might do a holiday episode, um, but I might be traveling for the holiday, so I don't know. We'll see. I'm traveling for the holiday. No, you're not. You don't travel anywhere. All right. Well, it's nice to be back uh, here at the tail end of 2023. Thank you guys for joining me for this discussion and indulging in the insanity of it. Stan, you ask entirely too many questions, but we love you anyway. Um, I'm a question answerer. 
you are. Uh, Chris, <laughs> if people want to follow you online or reach out to you online at some place that isn't Twitter because I refuse to uh, promote Twitter. X. Uh, and I refuse to call it X. Um, where can people do that at? Oh, didn't know, actually. <laughs> oh, perfect. Um, you're still on that nightmarish hellscape of a platform, aren't I am. you? I am. There are a few accounts that, are, that still make it worth it. Now, if... <laughs> He eventually does start charging people. Have you heard about the... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so technically that's for new accounts only. I don't even know when it's going into effect, but uh, if that does go into effect like site-wide, then I'm done. So I'm not paying to, to do You this. and half of Twitter, yeah. yeah. Uh, Stan, nope, you're not online. No one's going to... You're not on Instagram. I'm barely alive. <laughs> mm. you're, you're not on... You're barely on Facebook. You're much less on... Uh, Instagram not, not or the, Twitter. None of the I, I take it back. I feel like there. Stan would escape the jigsaw puzzle by depressing him further. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. I well, would finish you, him off. If you want to follow me online, the best place to do that is on Instagram at DB Hensley. If you want to keep up with Long Walk Productions, you can visit us online at longwalk.us. To see more of our original work or hear past episodes that are no longer streaming, you can follow the YouTube links in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening. And if you enjoy this show or any of the shows on the Long Walk Podcast Network, please make sure to leave us a rating and a review on whatever platform you are listening on. Nana Visitor. Now then, back to Spider-Man. Zombievers.